This is the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rocco Trump. And this is the week 15 NFL preview right here on Apple Podcast. And please don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, NBA season starting up soon. So going to try to get a video out there uh, by the end of the by the beginning of next week. So. Yeah, guys, we like to if you have if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, make sure you do that. And yeah, Jared's right. NBA season's coming up. We'll definitely be dropping an NBA type of preview video on the YouTube channel before the season starts. Um, guys, if you want a sports phone case, go to sportscases.com and use code TalkingSportsPD for ten percent out, ten percent off at checkout. Jared, how did you do on your picks from uh, last week? I did pretty fairly well. Uh, I went 12 and four, so happy with myself. Uh, the Saints game threw me off bad. And then I also put the Browns in the close one. So I'm pretty solid. Yeah, I, I did fine. Um, I was 10 and six. I did a little worse than you by two games. We kind of disagreed on the, Ra- uh, not the Ravens game, the Falcons and the Chargers game. And this, as well, the Saints kind of screwed me there, but I'll take 10 and six. I know I didn't beat you. You beat me for the second straight week, but at least I'm above 500. For my fantasy picks, I had Andy Dalton. He finished with 15.3. I would say that's a, a fine outing. I wouldn't say that's crazy. I wouldn't say it's bad. Um, Devontae Booker kind of disappointed because Josh Jacobs played. Um, I know Josh Jacobs was not supposed to play, and then he was playing, and then he announced on Instagram that he wasn't playing, and then that was a joke, and then he was playing. So <laughs> the whole thing was a mess. So he only got 4.9. I think, like, you can maybe give me a pass on that one, maybe, just because he was Josh Jacobs was playing, and I definitely wanted to pick Devontae Booker if Josh Jacobs was playing. So that's where they're at. Cole Beasley finished with 9.1. He had a good game. He just didn't have a ton of catches because for some reason the Steelers left uh, Stefan Diggs wide open um, on consistent plays over and over. And then Cole Komet finished with 8.1. That's in your normal tight end game. So nothing crazy. I didn't do bad, but I didn't do super great. So, Jerry, how did you do in your picks from last week? I did pretty well, I'll say. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater got 20.4 um and then jd mckissick he didn't do as well as i thought but he got 10.6 not bad and then amari cooper put up 15 and then my tight end i you, i guess you could say a hit he got 10 will disley um he got a touchdown so 10 is pretty solid for tight end i would say yeah 10 even eight's not bad for a tight end for a sleeper tight end but yeah hopefully guys fantasy playoffs are still continuing hopefully if you need a sleeper or if you're doing this is more now if you need a sleep sleeper at this point of the season you're probably not in the fantasy playoffs but <laughs> this is maybe more of like your fan duel or draft kings trying to earn some extra money before the holiday season okay you guys know how the show goes you do a week recap from week 14 we'll do winners and losers from week 14 Fantasy sleepers from week 15, for week 15 and our picks for week 15. Jared, I can't believe we're actually already at week 15 of the season. Third to last week. We got only two more weeks after this. Yeah. Wow. I remember when we started. Oh, yeah. We, this is our 15th week preview. So, yeah. And we'll definitely keep it going for some playoffs. And we'll definitely do some YouTube videos for the playoffs. But we'll definitely maybe do a uh, playoff preview for each uh, weekend. So, to keep the ball rolling. But, okay. Jared. We have the same conversation every week. We'll start with the Jets game. The Jets lost to the Seattle Seahawks 40-3. to Yeah, I know you want to make this quick, but just give me your quick thoughts on this game. Well, yeah, I watched the game. It was like an eyesore to watch as a Jets fan. Like, we played terrible. This is one of the worst games I've ever seen from the Jets. We lost by 37. We didn't score a touchdown. 
our kicker missed three field goals, which is just well, wow. He got cut uh, yesterday. Oh, really? Um, yeah, yeah. He missed. He was terrible. Uh, they like they weren't like fifty yard field goals. They were like 30, 40 yarders. Mm-hmm. Um, the first drive. Uh, you know what's crazy? The Jets set like a only team in the league that has six straight games scoring on the first drive. That's nuts. Like, it's like a, the longest active streak in Jets history. Meanwhile, we're owing like 13. So that makes just like, wow. Um, but I like, I knew we were going to lose, obviously. I didn't think we'd be losing by 37. But I will, it's like time to move on from like everything in this team. Like Sam Darnold, like, if, if it wasn't time to move on from Sam Darnold, like he'd be showing us, he'd be scoring some touchdowns. Like, I get like, oh, you could say it's Adam Gase's fault, but you, like at some point you just gotta, you just not doing good either. Um, and our running game, I don't get it. Like we started, we didn't run to the, through Mackay Becton this game, which obviously worked last game because we got like over two hundred yards in the rush. So don't understand that. I don't know why we changed that up. Um, our passing game was awful. Just everything nothing was good about this game and Russell Wilson kind of had a field day and it's kind of embarrassing when it was like the third quarter when I think Geno Smith came in or something. So just embarrassing to watch. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was fully invested in this game, but just looking at from what you're saying and from the box score, basically it wasn't close and you probably could tell that from the score, but yeah, the Jets scored a field goal in the first drive and then proceeded to um, not score for the rest of the game. Yeah, Russell Wilson was good, 21 for 27, 206 yards, four touchdowns, an interception, pass rating of 122. They did run the ball for 174 yards, 4.8 yards on the ground. But the Jets' defense wasn't, like, brutally bad with, like, kind of kept DK a little in check, six catches for 61 yards and a touchdown, lock at five for 52. And then your man Will Disley with two catches for 23 yards and a touchdown. But, yeah, no Denzel Mims, Jamison Crowder, only had two catches for seven yards. Braxton Barrios, not a bad name. He might not be a bad receiver for the future. Nice little slot guy or backup slot guy. Um, but, yeah, when you're rolling out Jess Smith and uh, Jaleel Scott, um, you know the season's kind of over. I don't know who the heck Jaleel Scott is. I don't know. <laughs> I, that, that don't know. I don't know either, Pete. I really don't. So, yeah. Yeah, guys, the season's over for the Jets. But now you're at the point where, like, if you're going to lose this many games, you better get rewarded at the end. So you don't want to win a game at the very end just by accident, not by accident, but win a game. Um, just because I, I think we've talked about, if you finish with the same record as the Jaguars, do they get that pick over you? Yeah. I don't know why, but shake the schedule or something, they just get the pick over us. Yeah, you finish with the Rams, the Browns, and then the Patriots. So but we could easily lose the rest of our games. They should be. You should lose to the Rams because the Rams have, Rams have playoff implications to the division. They're not going to lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. The Browns have playoff implications. You know what I mean? So, like, those two teams are going to be like, you know what? Some of this is Patriots, you know, kind of. like. At, well, I think at the point of their last – that's the last game of the year. So, the Patriots only have a 4% chance to make the playoffs at this point. And they lose on Sunday to the Dolphins, they're eliminated. So, like, Patriots might. At but that I mean, it's not like they're. It's not like they're going to lose, you know. Yeah, purpose, yeah, unless they put like Jared Stidham in to like just see what he is. Imagine, imagine. Imagine we win our last game and like we go through all this and we. Yeah, it, it's not worth it because like one in fifty. I know you don't want to be zero sixteen. Uh, you, you know what you're really hoping for? You're hoping Jackson the Jags win. Yeah. win a game, yeah. so you're like, oh, yeah. I can win this game. 
So like, you hopefully go into the last game, the Jaguars have two wins, but I don't even know who the Jaguars finish with, but the Jaguars, the Jaguars are as bad as you. Like the Jaguars are somehow the big, but at least they have like, they have like, actually, I guess, yeah, we're the same. We're just bad. Yeah. They finish with the Ravens, the bears and the Colts. So I don't really see them winning any games. Maybe the bears. Hopefully they beat the bears. I don't know. (laughs) But like the Ravens and Colts and the bears, those are all playoff games, like implications for those teams. So I don't really know. Like, how this, how like they're not going to show up. The only game the Colts have won this year, I mean, the Colts, the Jaguars, where they beat the Colts week one. Like, that's like, and that also could screw the Colts from winning the division, losing to the Jaguars week one. So that's football uh, for you. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I don't think we would need to stay much more on the, the Jets game. Basically, Jets got killed. We thought they would. We may not kill, but we thought they killed it. We, oh, we, we, got, we got killed. Yeah, you got killed. Yeah. Um, they lost, so the Jets are got another game against the Rams this week. We'll see if they get their first win. Jared's hoping not at this point. Okay, my <laughs> Buffalo Bills defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers, who like to dance on our logo before game. That just bothered me a little, but it's whatever. If Juju Smith-Schuster wants to dance on the logo and then lose, fine by me. Um, Josh Allen, it was a tale of two halves. The first half was not good. I can – Clearly say that I'm not being biased. He was not good on the first half. Neither was the offense. And I think the first half, we kind of realized that, well, yeah, the Pittsburgh Steelers have an insane pass rush and they can get after the quarterback real easily. So we kept throwing the ball deep and like we just didn't have the time and that just didn't work. So second half, we kind of changed to a philosophy where let's do short passes, get the ball out quick. And it worked. Josh Allen finished 24 for 43, 238 yards, two touchdowns, interception, and a pass rating of 77. Not spectacular, but basically first half was terrible. Second half was great. He started the second half completing 10 straight passes. So that is basically how good his second half was. Um, I know his stats are not eye-popping off the board, but he did his job. Rushing, eh, 27 carries for 104 yards. Zach Moss was at the lead back. But he did have a couple of good runs at the end to kind of put the game away. But overall, the run game was average. But Stefan Diggs, 10 catches for 130 yards and a touchdown. For some reason, Jared, the Steelers decided to not guard <laughs> Stefan Diggs. And it wasn't like he was beating them deep. He was literally just sitting in coverage 10 yards down the field, and he would just run after catch. And that's what the Bills decided to do, and that's basically what they did. And then the biggest turning point was about a minute left and a half. We're down 7-3. I was like, we're playing terrible. But if we go into the half 7-3, I was like, okay. We got a chance. You're only down four points. Obviously, you got a chance. You get the ball to half. Yeah. But uh, Big Ben decided to throw the slowest out route I've ever seen, and Teron Johnson <laughs> picked it off and ran it back for six. Obviously, we missed extra point because why not? Pick six, missed extra point. Um, but we took a lead 9-7, and then we never looked back. We had two straight scoring drives to Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, to make it 23-7. Then the Steelers scored about 11 minutes left. We came down, kicked a field goal. We got a – and then – they threw a pick on the next drive, and we basically had a seven-minute drive, literally just to run out the clock. We didn't score on the last drive. It was seven minutes of just running the ball, um, which was a great to end the game. And we won by 11. And, look, the Steelers got some problems. They can't run the ball. Like, I thought our running game was, like, eh. Our running game looks amazing compared to their running game. If you look at the stat sheet, yeah, like, yeah. it was 17 carries for 47 yards. Jared, give me – I know you – I'm assuming you watched some of this game. I just talked about the Bills. Give me your thoughts on the Steelers and what they, like, have to do, like, to improve this or, like, like, what is wrong with the Steelers right now? Well, I mean, they do have some key injuries, but you can't say you lost the game due to injuries. You got injuries are part of the game of football. You yeah. Gotta, if you want to be a successful team, you got to play through them. And like you said, like, their running game is awful. 
And terrible. I feel like in the Bills, their strong suit is their passing uh, defense, correct? So correct. Yeah, our rush defense is like most teams. Like when the Chiefs beat us, Ky- Clyde Edwards-Helaire ran all over us. It, like it's just like we're not a great rush defense. So I was like, this could be a problem, but clearly it wasn't. Yeah, because I feel like to beat the Bills, you got to establish that run, or else they'll just sit back in coverage. And Big yeah. Ben just didn't play well at all. Um, didn't throw for over 200 yards. Meanwhile, he's thrown it 37 times. So that's a little concerning, plus those two interceptions. But, yeah, I mean, for the Steelers to come out, they were only undefeated team and then just lose two games in a row. Granted, like, the Bills, they're a good team. So it's not it's not a bad loss. It just, no. It's a bad loss in the fact that you were undefeated and you just lost two straight. Like, you got to – it's not it's not going that, the right way. Um, mm-hmm. And they got James Conner back, and they still just can't run the ball. But they only – they don't really give them a chance to establish to run. Like, I mean, like, the Bills – this was definitely by no means like a – this was just a passing game, and the Bills still managed – I mean, this is probably like when you were running the clock out more. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Steelers only ran it like 17 times. I get, like, no one's really doing anything with that, but you still got to, like, run. To establish the run, you got to give carries. And sometimes they're not going to get a big game, but just the precedence of establishing the run. So, I don't know. The Steelers did not look good. Um, and I'm a little concerned with them going the rest of the season. Yeah. And, like, when you say, like, established run, I'm, like, thinking, like, so the Bills are clearly, like, Josh Allen's having a great year. We're clearly a pass-heavy team. So teams start figuring out. All the Bills really have to do, even the Steelers, is just to show the defense that they can run. Like, you don't have to be a great running team. Just make the defense linebackers think on the defensive corner, like, man, they could run. If you're just going to – the defense is going to know you're going to throw the ball almost every single play. Defenses are smart enough. Even the worst defenses in the league will sooner or later figure it out. So if you have any threat of a running game, it just helps. Like the Bills rush for 104 yards and like four yards per – I rounded up by .1, but four yards per carry. Like it just shows that like, oh, maybe – okay, if we get four yards on the first play, right, on a run, it's second and six. It's just so much more manageable, and the defense has to play. And they also have to play against like the Josh Allen run. So it also just gives like the Bills – another element and also maybe why you need not I'm not saying mobile quarterbacks are the thing in the NFL but I think you needed a quarterback in the NFL that has mobility like you don't need a straight running quarterback but you need a quarterback that like if, if the play breaks down can get out of the pocket for a couple yards you know what I mean yeah and also like you said it sets up so many more things especially play actions work a lot better oh, yeah and yeah. then you just keep keep the whole defense honest can't just have them guessing what you're gonna do drop back so I mean, they got to figure something out. And also, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I don't think the Steelers lost to the Bills were a bad team because the Bills are first in the division and were 10 and three. Like, it's not a bad loss, but I think it's just how they lost. Like, you can lose yeah. games. Like, let's say the Bills won 30 to 27 on a game winning field goal, right? And let's say Big Ben threw for three touchdowns. They ran the ball pretty well. You, you're disappointed, but you're like, you know what? We did a lot of things well. Like, we, uh, mm-hmm. passing game was good. Our rush game was good. But like, you look at the stats and you watch the game. They didn't want really to do anything well. Like that's, yeah, like, that's not. Loss. like it's not a bad loss, but you want to do things that are encouraging you. And like the same things keep happening. The Steelers throw the ball too much. They don't throw the ball deep enough. And then they can't run the ball. And then that just creates havoc in the defense. And the defense, Steelers defense is great, but they were on the field, Jack. So yeah. much. You can't mm-hmm. be on the field. How many times the Steelers were on the field? And it's just a problem. And the Bills, and credit to, I know nobody's really talking about this, but our right tackle, Daryl Williams, 
credit to him because he kind of kept TJ Watt in check. He was mm-hmm. he was he was yeah. um faced against TJ Watt, which we know Jared is not an easy matchup. He leads the league in sacks. Only had one solo tackle and two total tackles with no sacks. So yeah, he's a, he got shut down. So that that was a great credit to him. The Bills defense was great. Um, Levi Wallace had the pick. Taron Johnson obviously had the pick six, and they absolutely stopped the run. They they couldn't do anything. And the, this was the Bills defense that I was used to seeing from last year. And if this is the Bills defense they get to see for the rest of the year, oh baby, that that that'd be something special because this team can be really good with all phases of the game. And look, the Bills got the Bills are one win away, Jared. The Bills went on Saturday against Denver. They'll win the division for the first time in 25 years. So I'm I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they're gonna win the division. I'm pretty so. yeah, it, it's the only way we, we have to win or the Dolphins lose on Sunday. Um, and then obviously there's more games obviously yeah. after that. But the Bills with the Chiefs losing with the Chiefs beating the Dolphins and the Bills being the Steelers, they created a two-game lead, and we also the tiebreak over them. So you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. we're in the draft in the division, just gotta close it out on Saturday and that'd be something special. And then if you close it out on Saturday, you still have a chance for the two seed, which would be kind of cool because you own the tiebreaker of the Steelers if the Steelers do lose another game. Yeah, so that's true. I'm if I'm pretty excited. Um I know most Bills fans are excited. Okay guys final game we'll be talking about from week 14. I'm assuming everybody's watched this game or watched the highlights of this game. This game arguably could have been the best game of the year. We're talking about Monday Night Football. We're talking about Ravens and Browns. The Ravens defeated the Browns 47-42 to in a game where the Ravens really needed this win to stay alive in the playoff race. JR, give me your thoughts on the game. Yeah, no, this was a very entertaining game, especially that fourth quarter. Um, I'll start with, like, the Browns. I think Baker played phenomenal. He played very well. Um, this was one of the first games where, like, I actually like, sat down and kind of, like, watched Baker play. Mm-hmm. And I was, I'm not a big Baker guy, but he played well this game, especially against a good defense. Um, Nick Chubb played he, – he's a very good runner. I think we all know that. So, like, they're, they're two-headed snake at running backs at the same, like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Because yeah. Nick Chubb, you know, he's like the running. He's going to get the carries. He's going to get you yardage. And then Kareem Hunt, he finishes in the end zone uh, – the goal – yeah, end zone. And he's going to – he could catch passes too. Um, and then they're both defenses are very good, except obviously they let up a lot of points in this game. But this is these two teams are kind of like all around just solid teams built solidly. Um, my okay, like this is where like I started like debating because for me, Lamar played very well, he played really well, got over 100 yards passing, over 100 yards running, which is. In two touchdowns rushing, so he played really well. He also had that game-winning, um, game-winning pass when he went in the locker room for something. People think he what he had to go to the bathroom or something. Mm-hmm. He said it was cramps, yeah, but he came back, got that game-winning drive, not drive, but like really pass. Um, but do you think, especially because like a deep, like do you think throwing for 163 yards is with this team? I mean, obviously, he got the job done. And obviously, I guess, like, this team just – literally no one could stop them rushing. No one could stop Lamar from running out of the pocket. But I feel like if a team just put a QB spy, like, every play, like, we've seen it before when Lamar can't really rush out of the pocket. The Ravens aren't good. However, 
Like, I feel like not many teams just have a QB spy out there. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think we've learned, especially this year, more than last year, that, like, when you keep Lamar Jackson in check, and it's like, this is the same thing for, like, Kyler Murray. Like, he's been struggling over the last couple yeah. weeks. I know he played well against the Giants because he's good when he runs the ball, right? I, and this is Josh Allen two years ago. He was only good when he ran the ball, and this is still Lamar Jackson. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, like, running the ball. But there's going to be games, and I'm surprised it wasn't one of these games when you yeah. play yeah. that's going to not even just put a QB spy, that's going to limit the amount of rushing rushing yards or keep you in the pocket and going to make you throw the ball. And we've seen teams do it this year, this year a lot, and I feel like the Browns are a team that should have done it because they, they got killed by it week one and they got embarrassed week one. And they've seen Lamar Jackson as much as any other team in the league. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's the Browns, the Bengals, and the Steelers play them twice a year. They've seen Lamar Jackson so many times, more than any other team in the league. So you feel like they would have understood that. So that's where I fault the Browns in the sense of, like, you know, Lamar Jackson's a super good athlete, right? And he's going to yeah. make plays. But Lamar Jackson's a 10 times better quarterback when he can run the ball. And that's clearly the fact. Like, if, if Lamar Jackson's going to rush for nine carries, 124 yards, you're going to lose. Yeah, because every game. he'll be able, because he's not a bad quarterback, but he's not a quarterback that's gonna sit back and just throw it 30 times, right? So if you give him if, if the defense can't stop the run, it's gonna make the passing game so much easier and then basically make Lamar Jackson in stop unstoppable. So Lamar Jackson was unstoppable um on Monday night. Yeah, and like kind of just like emphasize what you said. Yeah. So like, I feel like when you can keep Lamar in the pocket and not let him run, I feel like he's like a bottom 10, bottom five quarterback in the league. When you allow him to use his legs, he's probably like a top five, top ten quarterback in the league. I'm you know? I'm totally with you, yeah. and I think Lamar Jackson's gonna have those games. Uh, he can he can make a pass. Like it's pretty obviously he can make a pass. If he couldn't make a pass, who wouldn't be playing quarterback? Like, but yeah. yeah, teams need to understand that. Make Lamar Jackson beat me through the air. If Lamar Jackson's gonna throw for three hundred yards and I lost, you know what? That's what that's what has to happen, right? Like that's how you're gonna have to lose. Don't yeah, lose exactly. Lamar Jackson rushing for 124 yards and two touchdowns and then throwing for 163 yards and 11 for 17, which is really efficient. And on nine mm-hmm. and a half yards per pass, that is super efficient with a touchdown and no turnovers. Like he was super efficient and credit to him. He like, and credit to the Ravens. Like they know what they have to do to like, I know people are like, well, oh, running quarterback doesn't always work in the NFL. And I totally agree with that, but at least the Ravens know what they have and know how they want to win. They don't, Make Lamar yeah, something that's, that's not. You don't no, want to make true, Lamar yeah. throw the ball thirty times, right? Forget about mm-hmm. what the media says, and forget about like what everybody says about like even us saying he's not a consistent passer, and that's totally true. But don't make him something he's not. Like he's never gonna be the 30, 35 yard, 30, 35 pass attempts guy. He's always gonna be the yeah, 15 to twenty with the rushing. I know we hate it, and I know it's annoying, and it's not always gonna work. But he's not gonna like change overnight. Like obviously, he can become a better passer. But you can clearly tell who he is. He's a running quarterback that can throw the ball. So you need somebody right, – credit to the Ravens and knowing what they have and using that to their strength. I don't credit the Browns in the sense of, like, you know who the heck he is and you know what he has to do and you know what he can do, and then you just let them rush for 231 yards and five touchdowns, which is yeah. absurd. And Especially for a division uh, team, like you said. Oh, yeah, and this game was way more – I think it was – I think – it was important for both teams. Obviously, the Ravens needed to have this because there's so many teams. There's four teams with all eight and five or eight wins. 
trying to get like a playoff spot right now. And you still have the Raiders who are seven and six are not out of it yet. So like the Ravens really needed this win and they're still not even in a playoff race if the season ended playoff today, if the season ended today, the Browns probably the division might be out of reach now, but like the Browns are a good team and I, I, the Bills might be playing them in the playoffs. And I don't know if I really want to play the Browns, Um, but I do think the Browns are like, there's a way to beat the Browns. Like if you stop the run, I think Baker's like an average quarterback. You know what I mean? Mm. But um, the thing is with them, it's hard, you know? Oh, I'm not saying it's yeah. easy to stop the run. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah, I'm just saying there. I'm just saying there's a way to beat them. Like yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going around saying, "Oh, it's easy to." Obviously, it's not. But it's like the same thing. You want Baker to beat you, and you want Lamar to beat you through there. If Lamar's running over you, that it's you're. Gonna but lose. I feel like Baker's definitely more likely to beat you through the air because we've seen games oh, yeah. where he could. Oh come yeah. In. Yeah. So because he more, threw for like 343 yards today. I mean. Yeah, Monday, Baker was so. great, and I, I. I'm surprised. I didn't, I'm not a huge Baker guy. I'm still not a huge Baker guy. I think like he like last year, he was super disappointing because the amount of talent he had on their team. And he's still like the Browns still have a ton of talent. I know Odell is not playing, but man, not having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and then having still yeah. having um, Jarvis Landry and Donovan People Jones is underrated. But and they have like Austin Hooper and David Joku. Um, and then the defense is Miles Garrett might be top five defensive player who knows yeah but and i know really denzel good. warren wasn't playing but denzel wards are really good um cornerback Corner. yeah i think the browns are gonna be a tough team to play in the playoffs i don't know if they'll win a playoff game uh it depends on like who their matchup is but yeah i think the browns are a good team and happy for the city of cleveland i know technically the browns still can miss the playoffs like the season's not over but they're tech- they, they finished with the Giants, Jets, and Steelers. So I would be pretty hard to miss the playoffs. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be tough to make the playoffs in the AFC because I don't think I only nine seven gets you in the playoffs in the AFC. So you like you always want to be a little careful here. Um that that last game against the Steelers is gonna be a fun game to watch, and it could have maybe division implications if the Steelers yeah. free fall or even Browns playoff implications. So that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, this game was great for for you and me with nobody. Like we're rooting for technically, right? Our teams mm-hmm. weren't playing. You want a game on Monday night that's exciting. You don't want a, a blowout because oh, the Ravens beating the Browns forty-two to seven. What is what does that do for you and me? Like we want to watch Nothing. the game. If you're a fan of this, and if you're a fan of watching football, you watch. I watched the game anyway, but this was exciting and I enjoyed it and great entertainment. That Marquise Brown when he came out of the when not he came out of injury. Um, what is his name? Uh, Lamar Jackson came out of injury. Or whatever the heck he was doing in the was, yeah. whatever we do, we don't have to touch on that. And he threw that past. He rolled out, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's gonna run!" I was like, "Run!" Because he had he had the he had the space to run. And I see him throw him like, "Oh my god!" And then Marquise Brown just like slips through. That play was awesome. Yeah, that was a good play. Marquise okay, Brown, right? like oh, I think he's done. a yeah, I think he's just he's a solid receiver. He just obviously we talked about it. The offense is not designed for the passing game. So, obviously, we haven't seen him get many opportunities. But when he does, I mean, I know he has a couple bunch of drops, but, like, he's a solid receiver. And if he was – if they utilize that more, I feel like he could be someone special on that team. But I like him. Secret I think, weapon, I liked, you know. I liked him in college. I loved – I actually loved him in college at Oklahoma, Hollywood Brown. He was super explosive. He's a little undersized, but I do think they need more – like, he, he's not a number one – but I, he has super amount of talent, and I think he could be a good receiver. That really doesn't really fit into that style of offense. Exactly, yeah. 
Somebody that fits into the style of offense. This might be weird, like a Cole Beasley type of guy. You know what I mean? I could like yeah, yeah, a guy that just catches like a Cooper Cup would be no. Awesome but I feel like offense. I feel like he does because I feel like a lot of times you see Lamar just throwing it deep. You know, true, and because they they get him off guard with this play action, and all of a sudden he's wide open. So I mean, like some plays he does, but yeah, I re- agree. He's on a number one for that team. Yeah, and also the passing game in Baltimore is insane to figure out. Like it's we'll be sitting yeah. here for twenty minutes just trying to figure out like what is. <laughs> Yeah, what is the yeah. passing game? Like, it's a week-to-week thing. But, yeah, well, it's a good sign if you're a Ravens fan that this is a game you had to have. Um, I know their upcoming schedule is probably not that hard, so they're most likely get in the playoffs. But this was the game you had to have. Okay, guys, that is it from week 14 of the recap. We still got winners and losers, so week 14 content is still coming right at you. Okay, Jared, guys, we're doing three winners, three losers like we always do. Jared, give me your first winner of – the week i'm pretty sure you probably have him as a winner um my first winner is hassan reddick uh he had five sacks three forced fumbles and he almost set two nfl records which is the nfl sack record which is seven i mean he was close and then the nfl forced fumble record which was four so he's going away from that so i mean this guy had a day he had i think five sacks in his career coming into this game and then he just went off this game so, I mean, props to him. He had a phenomenal game. Probably a game he's never going to forget in his life. That was just crazy. So, he's my first winner. That's a good winner, man. I had him a little lower on my list, so I'll get to him uh, in a bit. Uh, no, that's a great winner. I, 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 you can't not have him. Um, yeah. I know you. I knew you would have him, and I didn't think you knew I would have him. So, it's tough to not put him on. My first winner, who we just talked about, that is Lamar Jackson. Um, I know his passing game, like, is still inconsistent at – sometimes but he was great on monday night and we're doing this is a week to week base this for the winners and losers this is not the whole year on winners and losers he was 11 for 17 163 yards average 9.6 yards per pass through a touchdown i'm not a fan of the qbr stat but he had a 99 qbr so i think that's pretty good it also had a pass rating of 115 which is great but he also rushed the ball for nine carries 124 yards that's 13.8 yards per carry that's three yards over a first down every time he ran the ball and he had two touchdowns. He total of three touchdowns, over 100 rushing yards, over 100 passing yards, efficient passing. Only took four sacks, which is a good amount of sacks. But for how much running he does, that's not the end of the world. Lamar Jackson, I had I, hard to not have him on my list. So he's my first winner of the week. No, yeah, that's definitely a good one. Um, I have him kind of lower on my list too. Um, <laughs> my first loser, I'm going to have to go with the. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and hear me out. It's not because they lost to the Bills. Like, obviously, it's not a bad loss. They're still 11-2. It's just, like, the fact that they've lost two in a row after being undefeated. They haven't – like, obviously, their running – rushing offense has been a problem, and that's – I'm to me, that's why they lost the last two games because they couldn't set the tempo. They can't control the pace of the game unless they're up throwing, like, five touchdowns a game. So, I mean, they got to figure that out. They got to – you got to find a way to at least give more carries, at least try to set up the rush, rushing offense. And if that doesn't work, then, I mean, you were 11-0 with, with Wild playing like this. But because my, my, my thing is if they go at – like they went up in the beginning of the first quarter, but, I mean, they still couldn't establish anything in that game, so – 
they got to start figuring it out. Cause you don't like, God forbid the, the Browns actually end up winning this division. That's not good for you. Um, that would, so, I mean, you got to figure it out and hopefully they could end the season on a high note. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I, I don't think they weren't one of my losers, but I understand what you're going with. Um, I don't think like losing to the bills is a bad thing, but I'm with you. Like, um, like they're just not looking good and all that stuff. And this is not the point of the year where you want to be figuring out stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. You're at, you're at the point of the year where, like, you want to be playing your best football. Like, this is where you want to be start playing good football, great football leading into the playoffs. You don't want to be going into week 15 of the NFL season like, oh, man, we got to figure this out, this out, this out. You're like, once you start trying to figure out stuff out late, it's too late. And you don't want to be a team that's like – and I think I read – I was listening to this and that um, – like, I forgot the show I was listening to, but – they were saying like this is the team. This is like the Patriots from last year. You don't want to be the mm. Patriots from last year. They were twelve and four, but their offense was never good, and their defense was great. So, great coach, both sides. Bill Belichick and Mike Tomlin, great defense, Steelers and Patriots, and an offense that was average that couldn't run the ball. It was the same exact thing. And what happened? The Patriots lost in the wild card weekend to the Tennessee Titans. So, Steelers fans, you do not want that to happen. So, or Steelers, Steelers fans, whoever the heck you guys are, you guys don't want that to happen. My first loser of the week, Jer, is Daniel Jones of the New York Giants. Daniel Jones was 11 for 21, 127 yards. He had no touchdowns. He had no interceptions. He had got sacked six times for 52 yards. He was also a QBR of nine. I guess that's not a good QBR. And he had a passer rating of 70, which is awful because – Pass rating goes up to 158, I believe. So 70 is uh, nothing special. He also fumbled three times. He only lost one, but he fumbled three times. Yeah, this was just a bad performance by Daniel Jones. And I picked the Giants to win this week. I know you didn't pick the Giants, but we were both high on the Giants. Like, we've been high on the Giants a lot this year. Yeah. Now they're a game back of Washington for the division, and they have a tough schedule to end the year. And, look, Daniel Jones looked terrible. And he looked like he was hurt. And if that's like will, the case, probably he was because he was hurt the last week. Mm-hmm. So why is he out there? He clearly couldn't move and, and clearly wasn't healthy. And I'm still going to make him a loser just because how bad he played. But like the giants also make sure your quarterback's healthy before you throw him out there. Like I would feel like that's pretty, a young franchise quarterback. Yeah. And I, I know like, I think, yeah, I, I think Daniel Jones has a future with the giants. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't decide my – I'm so iffy on the Daniel Jones thing. I don't know if you agree with me. Like, I – No, like, I'm – yeah, I agree. I don't know. Like, I, I can't even get a word out because I don't know how to explain <laughs> if I'm on, like, the Daniel Jones, like, moving forward or if I'm, like, not moving forward because, like, he's good, but, like – I feel like both know, our thoughts on this is, is, like, we haven't seen a game where, like, wow, like, he could be the guy. But, like, we also haven't – he hasn't, I feel like, had the core around him had like, he's been doing well with a bad team. So at a point you're like, okay, like if he's winning games for this team, like maybe he could get better and develop more. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to give him more of a chance because obviously he wasn't a guy you pick and he's like lighting it up right away. Like he was a guy that you're looking for. Like he could become something, you know? So yeah, I'm with you. And like, I'm looking at stats. He's 21st in passing yards. 32nd in passing touchdowns. He's on eight passing touchdowns, only nine and to nine interceptions. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, 
I, I don't think the Giants are going to be in a position where they can get – they're not going to be in a position where they can get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, but they're going to be in a position – I'm not saying they should do this, and we'll definitely be talking about this, but they're going to be in a position where they can get Zach Wilson, they can get Mac Jones, they can get Kyle Trask, and they can get Trey Lance. They're going to be in a position to get one of those four guys. I'm not advocating for the Giants to do that, but that is definitely going to be a thought that goes through their head throughout the offseason because, you know what, they're thinking – Guys, we get like a receiver. We signed Kenny Gowder or Allen Robinson in the offseason, right? We got this great defense. Saquon Barkley's coming back. Is Daniel Jones good enough to win the division with that team? I don't know. And I don't know if the Giants do. But do you really want to waste like another year of a great running back on a cheap contract still, which is important, yeah. and a great defense? I, I don't know. And I don't know if you want to go out and get a quarterback that you have to develop, though. Like, I don't know. Like, I think Trevor Lawrence, if you got if you had a chance to get Trevor Lawrence, the Giants were the number one pick. I don't think it would be a discussion. Or even Justin Fields. But I feel like the, the next four guys, like Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask, I don't know if they're going to be able to start right away. I bet you some of them will because that always happens. And I could be wrong. I think I think they're all going to be good quarterbacks. I have nothing – I am not. I haven't really done my research on I, – I, I watch college football, but I haven't really dived into it as much. Like, I see a lot of them, like, fitting with, like, the Steelers, sitting behind Big Ben for a year and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if the Giants really want to do that. I don't know. The, the whole situation with the Daniel Jones, it's going to be – it's going to be an interesting thing, though. No, uh, yeah. Obviously, especially if the Giants don't win the division. Which I at this point I don't think they will. It's gonna. It's they're gonna need a watch. They, they just need a. They need a win game. They need to. If they finish tied with Washington, they'll win the division because they have the tiebreaker. So, but they're a game back right now. So that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. So my second winner of the week is the the Dolphins defense. Um, I know they lost the game, but they for Mahomes who I think is like throwing like two or three picks this whole year. He's two or three going into the game. Yeah, I think two. He threw, he doubled it and more than doubled it uh, in one game against the Dolphins. Threw three picks and then the highlight of it, like Xavier Howard, he's had five straight games with a pick. So I think he's probably the best corner in the league right now. He's playing really well. And I feel like the Dolphins defense gave this team a chance. And I feel like Tua didn't start picking it up until like the end of the game. Where they, yeah, where I mean, like, Tua had the whole game. Like, just if he put points on the board, like, it would have been a ball game. They probably could have won, would have won this game, but he waited, he couldn't do it until like the last garbage time, like you said. So, I mean, this defense gave him a chance to beat the best team in the league. And so, for that, they're my winner. Yeah, credit to the Dolphins for sticking with the Chiefs, who are the best team in the league, um, still at this point of the year. But yeah, they're off. I agree with you. The offense wasn't great enough at certain times where they had better opportunities. And yeah, they didn't run the ball well. I know their runners weren't there, or they had any of their top running backs. And I know Devontae Parker left with the injury. But hey, credit to the Dolphins for sticking. They're going to be a tough team. I don't know if they make the playoffs because their schedule to end the year is much harder than the Ravens. But their future is definitely bright in Miami. My second winner of the week, somebody that I bashed, not bashed, but I think you and me not have both have been critical um, of him this year. That is Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. He was 21 for 27, 280 yards, averaged 10 and a half yards per pass, finished with four touchdowns and no interceptions, which is great because Drew Locke likes throwing the ball to the other team so much. 
So four touchdowns, no interceptions, and a passer rating of 149.5. They defeated the Carolina Panthers. I know they're not in a playoff race anymore. I know they're eliminated, but Jared, you and me both picked the Panthers. So we both did not think this would happen. Drew Locke played great. And I don't, I think it's the same thing as Daniel Jones. I don't know if Drew Locke's the future in Denver. He does have talent, but I think he turns the ball over too much, but he does play the Bills this weekend. But this is not a whole season winner and loser. This is a week-to-week winner and a loser. So, yeah, Drew Locke, four passing touchdowns. It's my second winner of the week. Yeah, I mean, I never really bashed Drew Locke. I just, I just more, it was more like the Broncos. Like, I don't trust the Broncos. That's, yeah. Um, my second loser of the week is Dan Bailey. He missed every field goal he took against the Buccaneers. That was three field goals and one extra point. He played terrible. Uh, I mean, if he makes these field goals, like they are in this game and they ended up losing by 12. But I mean, it's more like momentum with field goals too. Like, okay, we got points on the board instead of saying like we did that whole drive is true nothing kind of thing. So, I mean, he's got, I don't even know if that was just a bad performance by him. You can't miss every field goal you take. So he's the right second loser. Jared, I agree with you so much that he was my second loser of the week. I, it's one of those guys you can't not have on your list. Like, yeah. he was over three for field goals, missed an extra point. If you do the math there, right, so it's that's nine points on the field goals and a point extra points. They lose by two. But that game is yeah. totally different. But like, it's momentum, game, like, yeah, yeah. They don't lose by two because I think they had chances at the end where they had to go for, like, fourth and goals and all that stuff Yeah, where they just didn't convert or, like, fourth downs in Buccaneers territory, that's different. Dude, you got one job. Like, I know <laughs> kicking's not easy, and I know you and me couldn't kick a field goal, but we're not paid millions of dollars to go kick a field goal. Yeah. So your Especially job with, like, to, not a lot of fans in the stadium. It's not, like, insane with the fans. So how, how I want to see how long were these field goals. I can't – I want to figure out how long these field goals were. Um, missed field goal. Okay, so the first missed field goal – because this is interesting, right? The first missed field goal, Dan Bailey – 36 yard or one of the missed field goals was a 36 yard field goal. He missed. You got to make that. Yeah. You got to make that. Pretty obvious. <laughs> you got to make that. And then he missed, let's see. He missed a 54 yard field goal. Okay. Yeah. We'll cut him flat, but, yeah. And then he missed, let's see, a 46 yard field goal. You got to make the 46 and whatever the heck the other one was. 36. You got to make those. And the you extra make point. Them. Like, come on. Okay, and the like, extra point. Which honestly, is that just shows, like, he wasn't going to make anything you put in his way. So, like. Oh, no, yeah. And the 54, <laughs> I think I remember watching or watching Red Zone, and the 54-yard field goal was an absolute thinker. <laughs> like, it wasn't even close. Like, is he still on the team? Like, did he get cut? Yes, yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking about. I, I think he is. Dan Bailey. I'm Googling Dan Bailey. Dan Bailey. Some guy. I think he's still on that team. Vikings released practice squad kicker. Why the heck did that come up? Well, the Vikings just released their practice squad kicker. I don't know what yeah. that the heck has to do. Thanks for telling me. I think me he's that, still right? on the team. Oh. Well. Yeah, he's still on the team. I haven't seen him release. So. What's him, what's yeah. him kick? What's what's his kicking this year? Like, is he is he having a good year? I don't. Know if, okay, he's. Oh my god. He's not good. This is not like a once in a while. Jared, he's 31st in field goal percentage. <laughs> There's only – oh, my God. Wait, how many teams are there? There's 30 teams. Yeah. So, wow. What? Because the Jets had two kickers this year, so I don't know. 
Like, he's also like some, 29th some team... in extra point percentage. Damn. He, he only makes 87% of the extra points, which you think is a lot. But extra points, a chip shot right down the middle. He's also tied for 22nd in the longest field goal, which is 53 yards. And then he's 28th in total points out of field goal kickers. Wow. So he's a bottom three kicker in the league. It, this is not like a once like a thing where like oh oh he had a bad game like oh Justin Tucker has a bad game oh yeah well Justin Tucker's one of the greatest kickers ever right no Dan Bailey yeah. stinks like he's just he's had a good career he's his tenth season in the NFL credit to him for sticking along for ten years but he's terrible this year like thirty first in field goal percentage which is there's more than that's more than the teams in the NFL twenty ninth in extra point percentage and twenty eighth in total points yeah it's bad. that's not good that's not good. He might be a loser for the whole year. That's how bad he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we obviously, guys, I know we, we both couldn't – we had to both put him on our, our losers. Like, he was 0 for 3 for field goals, 0 for 1 for an extra point. And Jared's right, the momentum. So, when you drive down the field, you give your kicker – I know you didn't convert to get the touchdown. We give your kicker a chance to get three points, and he keeps missing it. it must be tough. It must be really yeah. tough. I yeah. want to see after the game, going to the locker room, like Dan Bailey just sitting there. Like, well, like, like what do you think – do you think somebody yeah. said something to him? Like, dude, like, like, do you think somebody like went up to him? Like, I know we lost by twelve, but man, you nah. lost ten points. You think somebody said something to him? For a kicker, even if they are playing like Dan Bailey has been playing, um, you you gotta you always gotta motivate him. You can't be like, come on, man, like, because then that just gets in there. It's like for kickers, like, I feel like it's fifty percent head, like in your head. I don't know. That's just me, though. Dude, but but there was definitely some people like in that locker room. Oh, whispering, oh yeah, they're probably like, oh, like this guy's got. Go, like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, we're busting our balls out there. Yeah, I mean, like, we're putting our bodies on the line for you just to kick <laughs> through an upright. And you come you in it. and you miss field goals, like, consistently. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, that must be frustrating. All right, my, my, my third winner of the week is similar to you, Lamar Jackson. He had a very good game. Like, I'm, I'm always like, he's got to throw more. But, like, like you said, that doesn't fit their – that's not who he is. You can't make him someone he's not. And he played who he was phenomenally. He rushed very efficiently. He threw very efficiently. Um, he doesn't really turn it over. So, And he won them the game at the end. So good for him. Um, I'm never going to – I don't think I'm ever going to be a big Lamar Jackson fan, but I can't discredit how he's played last game. And, I mean, he's always been on a – I feel like the Ravens are very good with him playing their quarterback. So, I mean, good for him. I'm happy for him. He's my third winner of the week. Yep, man. I agree with you. I had my first winner. Jared, my third winner, same as your first winner. That's Hassan Reddick. Once again, could not have him not on my list. He had five total tackles, five sacks, five tackles for loss, and six quarterback hits. And didn't he also recover a fumble? No. He didn't I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, but, yeah, five sacks, and you said the record was seven in the game? Yeah, record seven sacks and then four forced fumbles. Okay. So, yeah, he was great, Hassan Reddick, with five total sacks. Had five out of the six sacks they had on Daniel Jones, or the team had eight total sacks against Daniel Jones and Colt McCoy. So he had five of them, the rest coming from a couple other players on the team um marcus golden and dennis gardeck but yeah Hassan reddick could not have him not on my winners this week he was great so yeah 
I don't. You already, yeah, you touched on everything. You did it perfectly. So yeah, Hassan Reddick was my third and final winner of the week. Yeah, he had played phenomenally. Uh, my third and final loser of the week is the Saints defense. I know personally, I had him starting my fantasy playoffs. I mean, minus negative one points, and I was pretty pissed. I mean, yeah. I understood they're going. They don't know what Jalen Hurts is going to bring. But, I mean, I feel like you know he's going to bring that rushing aspect and he's going to throw for, like, no, he's not going to overwhelm you with his throws, but he's he could still throw. And they just did not see it coming because they let up, like, 413 total yards. They let up 246 rushing yards. And this is a top-five defense I'm talking about against a rookie QB who's starting his first career game. And they just got destroyed. I mean, first off, I'm not even going to talk about how their offense didn't score more than 24 points against a terrible Eagles team, but they they couldn't stop Jalen Hurts, which he didn't even throw for over 300. He didn't throw for over 200 yards. He threw for 167. And, I mean, yeah, he ran the ball for over 100 yards too. But, like, at halftime, you got to make adjustments. you got to know who you're playing. you got to prepare for the quarterback you're playing. It's not like – before they're going to be like, okay, Jalen Hurts is playing, and they had no preparation. They prepared for Jalen Hurts playing, and they just got destroyed. So they're definitely my first loser. And this is a team who's top team in the NFC. So it's just bad. Yeah, Jared. You know, I read something. The Saints haven't let up a 100-yard rusher all year. Oh, yeah, yeah. They let up tw- two, Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts. So just to add a little yeah. salt to that wound right there. Um, I mean, who knows? Jalen Hurts could be like the next big thing, but for now, I'm thinking he's just he's I don't know. He's fun to watch. That's what he yeah. is. My third and final loser of the week, basically a loser of the whole year, one of the losers of the whole year. That's Cam Newton of the New England Patriots. Jared, this dude can't throw the ball anymore. Yeah. I think he's yeah. I think we have officially end the book of when in the springtime when the Patriots sent Cam Newton. Oh, this team's gonna win the division. Cam Newton's going to be great. No, that, they were so rock. He was 9 for 16, 119 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. Only rushed the ball for 16 yards. Finished with a QBR. I, I, I've said this multiple times. I hate QBR, right? He finished with a 2.9 QBR. Clearly, he didn't do something right there. He also finished yeah. with a pass rating of 53, where pass rating goes all the way up to 158, I believe. So, yeah. That was not good. This was a game the Patriots needed to have, like the Ravens needed to have a Monday night. Ravens delivered. The Patriots did not. Cam Newton did not deliver. Their playoff percentage dropped to 4%, I read, uh, I think, this morning. They're at 6-7. and seven. They lose one more game. They're officially eliminated. It's going to be an uphill battle for them to make the playoffs, and they are officially not winning the division for the first time in 11 years. So, Jarrah, I know you're happy for that. I'm happy for that. Yeah. Patriots. Um, there most likely won't be in the playoffs. That is awesome. That's I crazy. It. I don't remember I, playoffs without the Patriots. That's crazy. I, yeah, and I'm, I'm, I don't need to ever see the Patriots ever again in the playoffs. But I'm yeah. sticking with the Cam Newton thing. And I know I talked about – I don't want to talk about his whole year, but I'm going to talk about his whole year. He's 26th in passing yards, Dara. He's mm-hmm. 33rd in passing touchdowns. And there's only 30 teams. Yeah, he's doing five passing touchdowns. I know. That's insane. And then how – Dude, what? I mean, he missed a couple. He missed like probably like five. He missed two games. How many games? Eleven. Eleven. If he missed two games. 
I think he played 11 games. Whatever the heck the number is. That's um, still bad. This is bad. No, I think you only missed the Chiefs game. Oh. And yeah. think about it. Like, Patrick Mahomes threw like five touchdowns in one game. Yeah, you can throw for five touchdowns in three games if you really want. And that's yeah. not even that good anymore. Yeah. That's less he than two touchdowns a game. Yeah, that's not good that much. He threw five touchdowns and ten interceptions, Jr. Like, this dude's washed. Like, I used to, like, there's a reason people are like, oh, oh, nobody signed him. I think there was a, clearly a reason why nobody signed him. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get into detail, but, like, I like this. I think that was a big thing with Kaepernick, too. Like, everyone wanted him to get signed. But, I, like, teams evaluate them, too. And, yeah, I agree with you. He's not what he was. He had a couple surgeries on his shoulder. Like, I, I, like, I want him to – I, I'm rooting for him. I want him to do good. I'm not but, a, yeah, I'm not a candidate. Yeah, like you said, like I, I don't think he's ever going to get back to the MVP level by no means. Oh, yeah. I, I Look, I don't want people to listen to this thing, oh, Pete, you hate Kim. No, I don't hate anybody. I'm like, I'm just evaluating what I see and what I'm reading and like what I watch, right? Like that's, I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm. We're, you and me are both honest with, even with our teams, we're honest. Like it's yeah. nothing not like personal, obviously. Like I don't hate Cam Newton. I just think like, the hype with him, which is not his fault, what the media says about him. That's nothing you can do about it. But I just think he's not that good anymore. And that gets to a point where guys are not good anymore. Hey, Manning at the end of his career was terrible. Dude's a yeah. Hall of Famer. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean Bay Manning's terrible. I'm not saying Cam Newton's a Hall of Famer, but you get the point. Like, everybody ends at, like, ends a career with just not as good as they used to be just because you get old and father time catches up to you. And, Except yeah, LeBron James. Okay, but Okay, <laughs> and even Michael Jordan, when he retired, he was still great. So I don't want to. Get oh, okay, okay. Let's not, not get this. Let's not get this conversation right now. We're talking about some football. It could be a different topic for a different day. But yeah, Cam Newton, he'll probably get another job, Jared, uh, because I'm assuming somebody would take another flyer on him. But hopefully, he can accept a backup role, though. Yeah, I don't know if he will, but Cam, I think that Cam Newton as a top tier starter is officially out the window. So yeah. Okay, that is it from week 14. Because this is just kind of like, kind of reminds me of Mello. Oh. Like, you know, yeah, I, you know what I mean? Like, Melanie, Mello took a ba- has taken a backseat role with the Blazers. And he's so. doing fine now, but. Yeah. Doing fine, yeah. 15 yeah. points a game, third, whatever the heck he's averaging. Yeah. I, think I mean, that, that, I guess that's disrespectful to Mello because, like, Cam Newton's probably not a Hall of Famer, but I just want to, like, kind of remind you that. I yeah. totally. It's like the, it's, I think maybe Philip, eh, the Philip Rivers comparison could be. Eh. I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, you I know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That is it from week 14. We just did week recap. We did winners and losers. Jeff, fantasy supers time. We'll give you a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, and a tight end that we think will hit as a sleeper in week 15. Jeff, start the bat rolling. Give me your quarterback sleeper of the week. My quarterback sleeper of the week is ranked number 18 on ESPN. He's got a very good matchup. To me, um, he's playing the Titans. It's Matt Stafford. I know he's questionable, and I haven't read too much on it, but I'm hoping he's going to play. And if he do- obviously if he doesn't, don't start him. I mean, by all means. Um, but he's ranked 18th. He's I think he's a very good quarterback. He's feels like they might be down a lot because the Titans might control the game with the run. If Derrick Henry could, if not, this could be a shootout or not even a shootout. It could be a close game, but. I think Stafford is a very good chance of playing well. Um, so yeah. I agree with you, man. I think he played good against Green Bay last week. I think they're in games. I just don't think they can win games. And yeah, I'm with you. Like for for fantasy benefit, you want it to be a shootout. So yeah, 
I, I don't think it'll be a shootout. But, but I know I mean, you want them to yeah. be down, so they have to throw the ball. That's exactly. What I'm yeah. That's what I'm okay, yeah. My first quarterback sleeper of the week, or my first, my only quarterback sleeper <laughs> of the week, is um, Teddy Bridgewater of the Carolina Panthers. He's going up against Green Bay, who Matthew Stafford just had a success. And um, he just came off a 20-point performance against Denver. I know they lost, but Denver still is known for a pretty good defense. And I think Green Bay defense is not in worldly. And I also think, Jared, I'm kind of coming off what you just said. They're going to be down. They're going to be losing this game. Yeah. And I think maybe having Christian McCaffrey back will help in the passing game. They're going I don't to think he's coming back. Okay, forget about him then. And they're going to need some – they're going to they're going to be down because Green Bay is a much better team, and I think Green Bay is going to win. So they're going to be down. They're going to be passing the ball. He's also ranked 20th on NFL.com. So, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is my first quarterback sleeper of the week. Taking my sleeper from last week, I see. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> uh, my running back sleeper this week is ranked 22nd on ESPN, and that is J.K. Dobbins. Um, he's going against the Jaguars defense, who are awful in many ways, and especially against the run. And this is a big rushing team. And I think J.K. Dobbins is probably the best rusher running back. Not rusher, because that's Lamar probably. J.K. Dobbins is probably the best running back on this team. I'm thinking there will be up, and they love to run the ball. So I think he'll get many carries, many yards, and hopefully he gets a couple touchdowns or one touchdown. I like it, man. On NFL.com, he's rated 21, so that's a good sleeper. Mine is a little farther back. That is J.D. McKissick of the Washington football team. He's going to get up against Seattle. This is a big game for both of these teams. I think Washington can take a firm lead on the division if they win this game. And I also think Antonio Gibson might not play. And McKissick's a great passing catcher, and I think they're going to need him if they want to keep pace with the Seattle offense. He's finished with double digits uh, the last two games. He finished with 17 and 10. Um, I think he'd be good. Nice. He might get you a nice 12. I feel like that'd be a good week for McKissick. He's also rated 26 on NFL.com. I got J.D. McKissick as my running back sleeper of the week. Take my running back from last week, too. Mm. I'm taking everything. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, yeah. My wide receiver sleeper is someone who played very well last game. He's always been good in this league, except we've had our doubts this year. He's ranked 31 on ESPN. It's T.Y. Hilton. Um, he had a very good game. He's starting to form the connection with uh, Philip Rivers, I guess. They're going to get the Texans, whose defense is not good. So I'm hoping maybe he has another good game. Uh, something to look out for, uh, T.Y. Hilton. I like it, man. T.Y. Hilton has – he's been weird this year in fantasy, and he's and Houston's defense stinks. So yeah, yeah. you're perfect. My uh, wide receiver sleeper of the week is Tyler Boyd of the Cincinnati Bengals. He's rated 35 on NFL.com. I know he's going to be against a good Pittsburgh defense. But their secondary is not great. You saw what Stephon Diggs did to them. And I think a lot of the focus is going to A.J. Green's and T- AJ Green and T. Higgins. And I think Boyd, he's ranked 17th on NFL.com for the full year. Like, he's ranked 17th best fantasy guy. Um, last, last couple of weeks, he's had 9, 14, 17, and 10. So he's done pretty well. I think Tyler Boyd, at that low of a ranking at 35, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I have to pick him. So, yeah, I think Tyler Boyd will have a nice week against Pittsburgh. He's ranked 35, had to pick him. Cowboys, my sleeper of the week. Yeah, solid. Uh, my final sleeper is my tight end. Uh, I'm going deep with him again. I went deep last week, panned out, going deep again. 20th best tight end on ESPN. And that is Tyler Higby on the Rams. 
This is because Jets defense, obviously, they're not terrible. Not bad. That was but, bad. I didn't mean to say stinks, but yeah, jeez, yeah, Pete. Um, <laughs> sorry. No, but they're stink against the tight end. They never knew how to guard a tight end. Um, Will this like every week they get the touchdown in the tight end? That's why I picked Will Disley last week. That's why I'm picking Higby this week. They just don't know how to guard a tight end. I mean, our linebackers, yeah, they don't stink, but not good. I, I, I'll i take that back. They're okay, but they don't know how to guard a tight end. I don't know if, it's, if it was just Greg Williams, but, I mean, we obviously didn't do it last week. So, look out for Tyler Higby and look out for any tight end that plays the Jets in the future. Hey, you hit on the Will Disley. Why not <clears throat> go back and do the same thing again? My tight end sleeper of the week is Jared Cook of the New Orleans Saints. He is ranked 19th on NFL.com. They're going up against a Kansas City team that's not a great defense, um, and I think there will be a lot of focus on Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara, and Michael Thomas, respectively. And I think Jared Cook's kind of getting hot at the right time. He hasn't had a great overall year. The last two weeks, he has had 12 and 11. That's good numbers for a fantasy sleeper at tight end. He's also ranked 19, so he's not as deep as JR, but he's deep in respect for a tight end fantasy. So, yeah, Jared Cook's my tight end sleeper of the week. Oh, also – Mike Kosicki had a great game last week against Kansas City's defense. Yeah, so he did. That's something I left out. But, yeah, that also bodes well for Jared Cook. Okay. That is it from our fantasy sleepers for week 15. Hopefully we helped you out with your fantasy weeks uh, picks and your leagues. We'll be back, obviously, next week with more fantasy picks. Jared, last part of the show, we're going to be doing our week 15 NFL picks. Guys, we got some weird games this week in the sense of different days we got a thursday night game as always we got two saturday games and then we got sunday and then monday night jr start the bat rolling we got thursday night football 8 20 p.m we got the four nine chargers at the seven and six raiders who you got i'm going raiders um the the chargers obviously very good but just something about them it's like the falcons they just don't win games and i've picked the chargers a bunch i mean i know they I picked them last week and they won, but that was against the Falcons, who are also known for not winning games. But I feel like the Raiders just fired their DC. They still got something to play for. and They need this win. They need this win bad. And I don't know. I just think better coaching on that side and just more grit and grind type of play. And I think the Raiders are going to try to grind this way, grind this win. I totally agree with you. I have Justin Herbert in fantasy for my playoffs, so I would love Justin Herbert to do great, but I'm going to go with my gut, and I'm taking the Raiders. I think this is going to be a shootout. Both defenses aren't good, and I think this game is going to be one of the things where, like, just Chargers the whole year. They're going to find a way to lose the game at the end. And I, I'm with you, man. Like, teams – we're getting to a point of the year, Jared, when it's week 15, week 16, week 17, that teams that have stuff to play for, they're going to usually win, right? Yeah, like, yeah. The Raiders know, like – we got an uphill battle to make the playoffs. We need things to happen for us. Let's not hurt ourselves by losing to a team that they should win. Raiders just fired their DC. Maybe that gives them some energy on defense. Going to be a shootout, which is perfect for a Thursday night game for you and me. It's going to be the game that we really don't care about as much. We'll watch a nice shootout. I got the Raiders in a great game. That's going to be a shootout. Okay. Yeah. Moving on to Saturday. We got two games on Saturday. We got at 4.30 and we got an A15. At 4.30, we got the 10-3 and 3 Buffalo Bills at the 5-8 and 8 Denver Broncos. Who do you got? So, I mean, like like you said, Drew Locke, who's your winner last week. You know, four oh, touchdowns, no. no interceptions. 
Um, he's looking good. And I mean, this Bills team. Nah, I'm kidding. Bills are Bills are going to win this game. Broncos. They're still. I mean, they're they're work in progress. Um, I just think the Bills are a much better team, and I don't really have trust in the Broncos. I mean, who knows? They, I mean, they could pull it off by any means, but I just don't have trust in them. I'm going Bills. I'm going to agree with you. I'm taking the Bills. I think you knew that was coming. But, yeah, look, Denver, look, they had a nice win against Panthers. Drew Locke was my winner. I thought he played great. I just don't see the same success, and I think the Bills are just a better team. They're a better, well-coached team. They got more to play for. Like, they got to win. They win this game. They win the division, which they haven't done in 25 years. They're coming off of great wins against the Steelers. We're too well-coached of a team to lay an egg against Denver. I got Buffalo in a good game, but I don't, I don't think Denver has enough offense, and I don't think their defense can stop Stephon Diggs or Josh Allen. So I got a nice Bills win on Saturday, which will make me pretty happy. Um, 8-15, Jer, we got the 4-9 Carolina Panthers at the 10-3 Green Bay Packers. What do you got? Well, I mean, if McCaffrey plays, it definitely changes things. I just got a tweet that he suited up for practice without cleats and everything except a helmet, so – that could be a full participant. Um, He's limited to that. Yeah, so I don't know. They've been kind of like teasing me this whole year. He was going to oh, play. I think we're getting to play. a point where he's done. Like, yeah, I mean, there's no like, point. There's no point. Yeah. Um, so I'm going Packers. Even if McCaffrey plays, I think I'm still going Packers. It's just definitely a game changer. But I don't know. I think the Packers obviously a better team, better quarterback. They. I mean, I love that Rodgers – Devonte Adams connection it's remarkable yeah. um what they do so I'm I'm going Packers I agree with you I'm taking Green Bay I think Green Bay is trying to fight for that one seed I know they're in control of it but they lose and the Saints win they fall out of it one seed's really important because there's the only team they get to buy in the NFC and the AFC Green Bay's just a better team too much to handle with I think the Panthers will put us some points but I think at the end Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams will be way too much to handle for um, the Panthers also going to be a cold game because obviously it's going to be in Lambeau. Panthers more of a warm weather team. Going to be a tough game for Carolina. I got Green Bay. Okay, moving on to Sunday, guys. We got a handful of one o'clock, four four thirty, and we always got Sunday night football. We got at one o'clock the eight and five Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the four and nine Atlanta Falcons. Who do you got? I'm going Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. Um. Obviously, the Bucks. honestly, even coming out of the bye, they didn't blow my socks off, and they weren't like, wow, this team is actually pretty good. But mm-hmm. I think I'm hoping – I really hope they figure it out. They're going against the Falcons who just don't know how to win games, don't know how to capitalize. So, I mean, I think they're going to win this game. But, I mean, obviously, I'm not 100% certain. So, I'm still going Bucks, but who knows. I – Totally good deal. I'm taking the Buccaneers. Just basically, I'm with you. Like, they didn't look good last weekend. We talked about the Dan Bailey thing with Minnesota. It makes field goals. That game could be totally different. But Falcons are basically out of this, or they are out of this, and they just can't win games. They should have probably beat the Chargers last week. They found ways to just throw the ball to my the Ryan. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, Tampa Bay, look, if they can slowly get through this and get to the playoffs, they'll be fine. I got Tampa Bay. Uh, interesting game, but I think – just gonna be too much of the offense, and I don't think the Falcons can really do anything. So I'm with you, man. I got the Buccaneers. Okay. Another 1 p.m. game. We got the 5 and 8 49ers at the 4 and 9 Dallas Cowboys. Who do you got? I'm going 49ers. I know the Cowboys look good. 
against what was it, the Bengals. Uh, but it was the Bengals, and mm-hmm. I feel like the 49ers are a solid team. Like you said, you thought they were going to beat um, who the, Washington, yeah. Washington, Washington, who's actually a very, pretty solid team too. Yeah, and I feel like they they put up fights. They put up a little bit of a fight to the Bills a little bit, but I'm going 49ers here. I just, just think they're a better coach, better team. Yeah, man, this is one of the games that had no playoff implications. Technically, Dallas still can win the division, so maybe has playoff implications. I can't believe Dallas can still win the division. Yeah. So this is Dallas pulling game for Dallas, but I'm with you, man. I got the 49ers. Well, Dallas, great win last week. Get the Bengals, but like, what am I supposed to take away from that? Like, Bengals with Brandon Allen, like with a shell of a team, not a good coach. I'm taking the 49ers. I think their defense is going to be too much for Andy Dalton to handle. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys win. This is one of the games where you're like, what bad team shows up or what average team shows up. I would say both of these are bad. So I'm taking San Francisco. I totally agree with you. Okay. Another 1 p.m. game. We got the five and eight lines at the nine and four Titans. Who do you got? I'm going with the Titans here. I mean, this Titans, they either play bad or they play really good. And I feel like it all depends on Derrick Henry. And I think – for this Lions defense, I don't think Derrick Henry is going to have a problem running against them. And he might put up one of his big games again. So I feel like when I think Derrick Henry is going to play really well, I'll go Titans. So that's why I'm going to Titans this week. Yeah, man, I think I think Matthew Stafford can have a good game, but I don't think they'll have Kenny Galladay again. And I think Tennessee's playing for the division title and trying to win the division and secure a playoff spot. And I don't think Detroit can stop Derrick Henry. I don't think really anybody can stop Derrick Henry, but I don't think Detroit's going to be the team to stop him. I, I'm with you, man. I'm taking the Titans. Not really much to say here, but just because I think Derrick Henry will be a little too much for the Lions. Okay. Yeah. Another 1 p.m. game, another division game, pouring game for the Titans. We got the, that they'll be watching. Obviously, they're not playing in this game, but the <laughs> 4-9 Texans at the 9-4 and four Colts. I picked the Texans last week, and then when I was watching that game, I mean, Deshaun Watson tried to do everything he could, but just their offense wasn't there. Their defense is never there. Defense is and, atrocious. Yeah, and plus the Colts, they really need wins, um, especially because the Titans kind of creeping up. Or if they win this game, Colts also need to win this game. So Colts, much better team. Defense, definitely going to be a problem for Deshaun Watson. And Phillip Rivers, all he has to do is just play like an average quarterback, and he's good. I'm with you, man. Look, the Texans have one of the worst rush defenses in the league, and Jonathan Taylor has been super hot for the uh, the Colts. Yeah. And I think it's going to be another game where they run the ball. Phil Rivers will make enough plays, and I think the Colts defense is one of the best defenses in the league. They'll keep Deshaun Watson someone to check. Too much Jonathan Taylor. T.Y. Hilton's coming strong. I know he's going to have a good week because you think he's going to have a good week with a fantasy sleeper, and I expect him to have a pretty good week. Phil Rivers will be too much. Just good enough football to win, and I got the Colts. As well, man, we're agreeing on everything so far. Hopefully, not everything. Catch. Hey, we've agreed on everything so far. Oh, yeah. Oh, we have. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, we have. Right. So, we'll see if the next couple of games or rest of the slate changes. Okay, another 1 p.m. game. We got the six and seven Patriots at the eight and five Dolphins. Who do you got? Um, I like you said, like Cam Newton can't throw the ball. There's by no means, I don't think he's gonna be able to throw a ball against the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't – I mean, hopefully they figure something out for the Patriots' sake, but yeah. – yeah, not for my sake, for the Patriots' sake. Yeah, I'm not really worried about it. I'm, I'm fine if the Patriots lose. And Dolphins plus, like you said, they, they 
they really need to win these games and play off implications for them. I mean, I know Patriots need to win too, or else they're, yeah. Yeah. But it's Dolphins are more looking like, okay, we're in it if we just win these games. Otherwise, Patriots are like, we have to win these games and other people will lose. I mean, I mean, that's just a little part of it, but also just when you get on the game day, Dolphins, much better team in my mind. It just comes down to if Tua could pit up consistently scoring for the Dolphins, then I think it's an easy game for them. I agree with you. I think if the offense can show some sort of sort of life with like they score 20, 24, the Dolphins will be fine. Look, Patrick Mahomes had a great passing game yards wise, but do a lot of turnovers against the Dolphins. What do we like? Do we really expect Cam Newton to play great against the yeah. Dolphins there? I don't. Look, I think the Dolphins are a great coach team. They're a good team. They're not a great team, obviously, but they're a great coach team. There's a difference. And Tua makes enough plays to win the game. I think, obviously, you're right. The Patriots have a 4% chance to make the playoffs at this point. They're going to need stuff to happen. Obviously, a win will go a long way here. But And the Dolphins technically are still in play for the division. Obviously, the Bills, which we say they both will win on Saturday, the division will be out by the time they play on Sunday. But you got to make a wild card spot. Your Ravens are right on your butt. So is the Raiders. Raiders if they The Raiders win on Thursday night, they'll be 8-6, and, and the Dolphins lose, they'll be 8-6. So there's a ton of teams like right there. Important game for the Dolphins. I got Miami. And the Patriots already beat Miami this year. So I, I'm expecting Miami to win. Yeah. Okay. Another 1 p.m. game. We got the 6-7 and seven Bears at the 6-7 and seven Vikings. Playoff implications here. Who do you got? I'm going Vikings here. Hopefully Dan Bailey can kick some field goals this game. Um, <laughs> if he's still on the team, which I'm assuming he will be. But, I mean, I, Vikings definitely – I don't know. I just like the Vikings offense a lot better. I know the Bears defense is better than the Vikings, but I just don't have faith that the Bears can consistently fit up points. And that's a big problem when trying to win a game. So Vikings also have more talent on that offense. I just, I'm going Vikings. I'm agreeing with you, man. Um, I got Minnesota. I Look, I didn't like the Bears last week. I know you didn't either. I'm not going to like them this week either. I know they looked good against Houston, but Houston's not good. And I know we both made it. That was a mistake on both. We'll admit that that was a big mistake. Not a big mistake. It was a mistake on both of our parts last week, uh, picking the Texans. But yeah, I think Minnesota kicking themselves literally and figuratively, like make a couple more field goals. They might've won that game. And they're also pissed at themselves because they made a couple more field goals. They win that game. I think both teams are fighting for a play, uh, the seven seed in the uh, division uh, wild card race. I think Minnesota's too much offense. I think Dalvin Cook has a good game. Even though David Montgomery's been playing good, I just don't – I can't trust Mitchell Trubisky. Like, what, like, why would I go out and just trust him after he had one good game? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not really going to go trust him. This game is going to be a good game. Interesting game. But I'm with you. I got Minnesota. Okay, another 1 p.m. game. This game is secretly underrated, JR. We've got the 9-4 yeah. Seahawks. Maybe not, maybe not even secretly. This game's good. The 9-4 and four Seahawks at the 6-7 and seven Washington football team. Both of these teams are trying to win the division. Who do you got? I will say I want to pick the Washington football team just because I, I kind of like I like their team. I like the way they yeah. play. But I'm going to have to go Seahawks uh, just because they got Russell Wilson, um, I think the best player in that game. And I just think the Seahawks – are starting to figure it out on the defensive side more too. And I don't think Washington – I think Russell Wilson can deal with that Washington football team defense and just put up more points than what Dwayne Haskins or Alex Smith can. So I'm going Seahawks. 
Um, oh, I'm with you, man. I really looked at the, when I was yesterday going through all this stuff, preparing for the show, I was like, oh, man, I really want to pick Washington, but I'm taking Seattle. I can't pick against Seattle. I know Washington this is an important game for Washington, but their strength of their defense is the pass rush. And I think Russell Wilson's smart enough to understand let's get Lockett in space. Let's get Metcalf in space, quick passes to Chris Carson, all that stuff, get the ball out. Let's not sit back. And I expect Seattle to win. And I'm with you, man. Even if it's, if it's, the, I don't know if it's Antonio Gibson's playing, but if it's Dwayne Haskins or it's Alex Smith, don't think they can put up enough points to keep up with Seattle. There's a recipe to beat Seattle. Giants did it. Yeah. But I am taking Seattle. Good game, though. I'm going to be, I'll watch Red Zone. I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on this one. Okay. A final 1 p.m. game of Sunday. We got the 1 and 12 Jaguars at the 8 and 5 Ravens. I don't think we're going to be disagreeing on this one. Yeah. I mean, James Robinson is just too good for their ball. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm going Ravens. I think they're going to run all over this Jaguars team. And at the end of the day, just I feel like for the Jaguars, for me, like, I feel like they don't give the ball to James Robinson as much as they should have. Like, should. Like, they try to throw it way more than. Cause, like, sometimes you see him get a carry, he's like, wow, he just put up 10 yards on that. Like, and they try to throw the ball way too much. I follow that. Just because he's on my fantasy team, but I just, like, follow their games. And I don't know what they're doing on offense, but defense stinks, too. Ravens look very good against the Browns. Lamar looked very good. I think they're going to capitalize against the Jaguars. I'm with you, man. I can't pick the Jaguars in this one. I know Gardner Minshew is going to start, which is better than Mike Glennon. Whoever thought that was a good idea? I don't know. Like, I don't think Gardner Minshew's good. Oh, I don't, I don't think he's either, yeah. but I think he's better than Mike Lennon. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> okay, so that, that's what Bissell was going for, there, which is not saying much at all. The Jaguars are done. Look, they got a nice feature with James Robinson. A couple of the receivers are good. Some of the defensive players are good. But Doug Marone's not there. They need a quarterback. They're trying to get Trevor Lawrence. Most likely will get Justin Fields, which is not so, bad at all. I think Justin Fields is going to be really good. But Baltimore's coming off a great win against Cleveland on Monday night. Then This is – this might be close in the beginning just because the Ravens might be sleepwalking a little. But actually, I don't even think the Ravens are going to be sleepwalking. Because these games are too important for them. I got Baltimore big. Okay, that is it from the 1 p.m. games. Let's move on to the 4, 4.30. This week, we only got three, four, 4.30 games. Last week, we had like six or seven. It was nuts. At 4 or 5, Jared, we got the 0 and 13 New York Jets at the 9 and 4 Rams. Jared, the spread is 17 right now. Who do you got? Yikes, that's a big spread. Um, a, I'm not thinking – I would not bet the spread, though. That's, I would, no, I never bet the spread. I'm over, like, seven. 15 points. but that's, It's tough. I'm going Rams here. I feel like that's a safe pick. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's a safe pick. At this point, yeah, I don't want the Jets to win a game, but put that aside, we can't score. Ram, I mean, our defense isn't bad, but just the fact that we can't – we score, like, three points a game. Like, it's terrible. Oh, it's and bad. I think the Ram, and especially against Jalen Ramsey, he's probably going to get four picks this game. Aaron and Donald. Aaron Donald's going to get like six sacks. I mean, so, I mean, we lost. So, okay. yeah. yeah, the Rams are top five in rush defense and top five in pass defense this year. So, yeah. I don't really think the Jets are going to win this game. They shouldn't want to win this game. I got the Rams. Yeah, this is a huge game for the Rams just because division implications. The Seattle, they're tied right now. Then the Rams have the tie. Rams do have the tiebreaker because they beat them, but they still play each other again. So, and I know Seattle has a harder game than the Rams. So the Rams are like, you know what? Seattle loses, we win. We can take control of the division. Too much implication for the Rams. I got the Rams. Okay, this is a good game. Another four o'clock game. The four, eight, and one Eagles who are still in the division race 
at the seven and six Arizona Cardinals. Who do you got? I mean, Jalen Hurts definitely mixed things up and made the Eagles look more appealing to pick, um, especially when they play the Saints. However, I'm not going to believe it until it becomes more consistent, him doing this. I mean, Cardinal saw what he did against the Saints. I'm hoping they realize, okay, he could run. Like, just kind of try to stop that because they have a similar quarterback. So they know what they're playing against, like against practice. And so it's not like mm-hmm. a huge thing. Um, I mean, I'm going Cardinals. I still think they're a better team than the Eagles. I'm going to disagree with you for the first yeah, I, time. I, I knew that was coming today. It's on the Hertz train. This might be the only game we actually disagree on. Eh, maybe one or two other games we could disagree on. But imagine this game comes down to this one again. I just have a bad feeling about that. But <laughs> I got the Eagles. I Look, I watched Jalen Hurts at Alabama. Um, I watched them at Oklahoma. Jerry, you know me. I love my college football. I like Jalen Hurts. And I think he gives an element to this offense that crossed Winston. And what I'm doing with why I'm taking the Eagles is because teams haven't seen Jalen Hurts enough. It was the same reason the Saints struggled. I know they're going to have one game tape with him, right? But that's still not a lot of game tape, right? It's only one game, and I just don't think that's enough. And I don't think the Cardinals are going to be prepared, prepared enough. What, are you going to go back and watch his Alabama or Oklahoma tape? Like, oh, great, college is totally different. The style of play is totally different than NFL. But like, what tape are you, like, really getting at? You know he could run. You know he's going to do those options. But, like, but I feel like there's more stuff than we actually, like, we, you and me know, like, that they go into yeah. a little more depth than we actually know. But, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just think Jaron Hurts gives a new element to this offense. Former teammates of Kyler – not former teammates. He played after Kyler Murray, but both went to Oklahoma at one point in their career. So, I think similar quarterbacks – I don't trust the Cardinals' defense at all, like at all. You don't trust Hassan Reddick who's put up five yeah. sacks and three. I, I trust him, but that was like his only good game he's ever had. I think, yeah. even though it was a great game, credit to him. I just do. I don't think the Cardinals have a good defense in general, and their secondary is not great. Then the Eagles are playing with a little fire right now. They they got some energy. They like they looked like they looked like they actually wanted to play a game last week with Car- Jalen Hurts playing a quarterback. I think that carries over. I'm taking the Eagles. I'm I'm interested in this game. I'm, I'm taking the Eagles. All right, we'll see. Okay, another four twenty-five game. The twelve and one Chiefs at the ten and three Saints. Who do you got? It's gonna be a good game. Um, eh, maybe. I'm going Chiefs. Uh, I didn't did not like what I saw out of the Saints. Saints defense did not. I mean, I thought the Saints had top five defense for sure. Um, they didn't look good against the Eagles, and now they're gonna play the best offense in the league. I know there's way more film when you know what you're getting kind of out of Mahomes, but I mean, every game they switch it up, do something different. And I mm-hmm. think after coming off this, kind of, I mean, okay, let's be honest, like it's not a bad performance, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes probably is like, okay, I just had a bad performance doing three picks. I mean, he still threw for 300, over 350 yards or 300 yards. Um, but I think he's like, okay, I got to like, not prove myself, but like kind of like, get back into it and, like, show, like, not show, you know what I mean, just have a better game than he did yeah. before, and he's, I think they're going to win. I'm with you, man. I don't think Drew Brees is coming back this week. I think if he was playing in this game, this game would be much different. Taysom Hill is not that good of a quarterback. I, I don't think we can fully trust Taysom Hill as a quarterback yet. Like I just said, Drew Brees playing in this game would be totally different. I don't think he is, like, I think I would not maybe lean towards the Saints, but I think it would be a much more harder pick to pick. But, I am taking the Chiefs. 
I think Patrick Mahomes will rebound off a struggling, not a bad performance, but he probably wasn't happy with himself after that performance, even though they got the win. I got the Chiefs. Going to be a really good game, but I got the Chiefs. Okay, Sunday night football on NBC, the 8.20 p.m. kickoff. We got the 9-4 Browns at the 5-8 and eight Giants. Who do you got? I'm going Browns here. Uh, you saw, like, how the Cardinals kind of just pressured the Giants. And once you – and I feel like the Browns could do that even better. And, like, once you start pressuring, like, especially, like, Daniel Jones, I feel like just changes the whole game mm-hmm. and start hitting them more. Um, and I think the Browns rushed – I mean, Giants defense is good. But I think the Browns, too, had a monster with like Chubb, Kareem Hunt. And then if Baker plays like he didn't up the Ravens, I don't think Giants stand a chance. I'm taking the Browns as well. But this game could be interesting because I think the Giants, like you just said, have a great defense. And I think if Dan Jones yeah. plays okay, they have a chance. And I think Baker played great. But, we, you know, we see those games with Baker when he doesn't play great. What Baker are we going to get? I think we get the probably okay Baker. We get the good Baker. The run game will be too much, and I don't think the Giants can score enough. I'm taking the Browns. Okay, Jared, final game of the week, Monday Night Football. I think I know who you're picking, but we got the 11-2 Steelers at the 2-10-1 Bengals. Who do you got? Yeah, I mean, i got to go Steelers here. Um, it's kind of hard to pick the Bengals. That's very hard to pick the Bengals. With no uh, I know, I know this. Yeah, I know the Steelers were my loser this week, but I, just still, I still think they're a top team in the AFC. And I don't think it's going to be a big, really hard for the Steelers to win. I, I do hope the Steelers, especially a team like, like the Bengals, like not practice, but like try to set up that rushing offense to get something going and get the team like the Bengals. Because, you know, you can learn from games like this, like what works and what doesn't. Because, I mean, I feel like it's not going to be hard to win against the Bengals. I'm thinking the Steelers as well, man. I can't pick the Bengals with no Joe Burrow. Steelers need this win. They're not going to really mess around. Mike Thomas is too good of a coach. I'm taking yeah. Jared. And we, we agreed on everything besides Eagles-Cardinals. Eagles. So, yeah. once again, one of these games are going to come down to the Eagles. It's going to come down to the Eagles-Cardinals who wins this week. But I think both of us did pretty well. Actually, we, we both, I think we both did well in our picks. Guys, that is our show. Week recap, winners and losers, fantasy seepers, and picks. Sorry if this was a little long one. We always enjoy talking about the NFL. Jerry, anything you got to say before we sign out? Uh, please don't forget to follow us. Um, new NBA preview going to come out beginning of next week. So definitely look into our YouTube and hopefully you subscribe. Yeah, guys. Everything will be in the description, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure you follow and subscribe. Like and comment. And if you haven't checked out the Marcus Bradley interview, I know we're recording on Wednesday. You'll see this on Thursday. But he just signed his uh, winner of attempt to officially go to Vanderbilt. Today was National Signing Day on Wednesday, December 16th. So congrats to him officially becoming a Vanderbilt football player. But, man, great interview. Keep hitting the like and comment button. Like Jerry said, NBA preview will be dropping sometime next week, right before the start of the season. Guys, this was the Talking Sports Podcast with Peter DiBiase and John Rockland-Trumpore. This is the Week 15 NFL preview right here on Apple podcast. Thank you.